Hey, everybody. Welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Hey. Hello. Today on the show, we are going to talk horror films, but I did want to mention that I have some things to give away. So listen up. What you need to do, if you would like, I have a few rentals of a few movies. So what I have is, where's my fucking list? I still have a few Redbox rentals of a movie called Significant Other. Those are going to be up in a couple of weeks. I've still got a couple of Redbox rentals for a movie called Unseen, which Kathy has mentioned and I'm going to mention briefly today because I did end up seeing it, which is cool. And then I have a few that are for the movie You're Killing Me, which we've talked about before. And the Unseen and the You're Killing Me are rentals that'll be good until I think the beginning of June. So you have a minute on those, but I have a couple that are kind of up uh, in the next couple of weeks for significant other. So what I'd like you guys to do, if you would like one of these free rental codes, basically, is all you have to do is go to our website, terrortalkpodcast.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. So you just put your name and, the, and your email address in there. And then from that email address, write me an email at the terrortalkpodcast at gmail.com, just saying which code you want. And, you know, I don't know, your favorite episode of ours or something like that. Or or just make a comment, talk to us a little bit, say something nice. I don't know. Or not. Or not. <laughs> it would be better if it was nice, honestly. I mean, if we're being honest. You know, whoever does that first, I'll give out the codes. And then if you guys r- happen to write after that and I'm out, I'll just write you back and say, I'm sorry, enter the next time. That's what I'm doing. That'll be fun. And in coming weeks, I'm actually going to have... Cop, we're about to talk about uh, after horror facts. We're going to talk about Scream Six, and I'm actually going to have physical copies of that movie, and I will have codes to give away as well. So just keep listening. I'm going to do these kind of at the top of the show, so you know what to do, what instructions to do. They'll be a little bit different each time, maybe, and I'll give some stuff away. I think that sounds exciting. It's fun. Can I mention something here? Uh, yes, please. Remember how I was bitching about Kim Kardashian and. American Horror Story. Yeah, you were yeah. having a moment with that. You weren't sure whether or not. Well, you didn't like the idea. Well, I, I, <laughs> as I remember. Clearly, Sharon Stone and Patty Lapone have the same opinion as I. <laughs> well, must be right then. Must be right. I love this. So, Lapone <laughs> <laughs> recently slammed the 42-year-old reality star's new acting gig during an appearance on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, Stone 65 chimed in with her own disapproval. Well, you know, acting, it may not be brain surgery, but we do treasure our art. We studied, <laughs> we suffered, we suffer for it. 10,000 hours, it's a thing, she wrote under a post shared by Access Hollywood. Lapone 74 shared her opinion on the KKW Beauty Founders casting and AHS Delicate during a game of Do They Give a Damn on Cohen's Bravo show. <laughs> so both of them had something to say. And I'll tell you what, this is not necessarily a dig against Kim Kardashian. I, I, she's been through a lot. It's just more so like I kind of get it. Yeah. You know, it's like they've these are two women that work really hard to get where they are, and they see a lot of young actors trying to get there too. And Kim Kardashian really hasn't paid her dues. I know. I imagine Kim probably has a different perspective on paying dues, but like, not I, as an actress, I, I think. It's interesting that there's backlash. I, I don't, I don't know or care about Kim Kardashian from Eve 
because I, I don't follow her or her family, but it it is interesting from the outside to say see this backlash on her specifically. Yeah. I mean, we have like layman actors doing this kind of shit all the time. I think this whole discussion, though, around nepotism is becoming a really big thing in Hollywood right it's now. It's a hotter issue right it's now. It's a hotter issue right now. So I I don't know if it, it's exclusively her or these two women are just like, listen, you know, the people that have been on the show. Because, I mean. Using her as like an yeah, example. Maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm st- I still check out the, I always at least start the season. I know. And then give up. Did you ever finish this, this, one, no. this last one? No. I yeah. couldn't. I, I never, tried. I actually never started it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, did. I, I might. I usually. There was a moment in time. I said probably this before, should finish it. There was a moment in time where I was behind like three seasons. Like I hadn't. I literally oh, gotcha. hadn't watched like three seasons. And then they did the eighties one, and yeah. I wanted to just catch up. And it was during COVID, okay. <laughs> so I just I made it happen. And so now I have seen them all except for the current. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Got it. Yeah, we give up, you know. We do, sometimes. So the next thing that we're going to do mm. is a little thing we like to call. <laughs> I don't know. It just don't It's know. become something new every week. That was Horror Facts with Kath. It's time for some Horror Facts with Kath. I am ready. Shannon, what ancient Roman goddess is said to be honored on Halloween. Mm. Number two, if Virginia Madsen hadn't accepted the role in Candyman, the producers would have given it to whom? <laughs> I have a guess on that one at least. Number three, what is the name of the virus that infects humanity in 28 days later? Oh. Good movie, but not a movie I really want to rewatch. No, it's 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 not the feel good movie of the year. Number four, lions most often roar at night, a sound that can be heard from a distance of blank. That's so funny because on TikTok I watch a lot of uh, lions. Then you should know the answer. No, no, no. But I have learned a lot about their communication. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is a. Uh, this is a classic Kath question. Oh boy. I hope I'm I'm saying his name correctly, so I apologize if I'm botching this. Uh botching this. Haji Ali was an Egyptian enigma, becoming a circus freak and worldwide sensation for being known as here are three options. A the fearless frog boy, B, the great regurgitator, or C Cuckoo the Bird Girl. You must have had a lot of fun looking up the alternate answers. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a guess for me, but you never know. I have a one in three shot. You love the Egyptian shit. Actually, I also like the circus freak shit, and it just... True. Yeah. True. Just both combined in that one. <laughs> right. All right. So we did want to make sure to talk about Scream 6 today because it's been out for a little while. It took us both a little while to see it. I have, I'm sure we have varying answers. I know Kathy was out of town. Um, we usually see them together, but that was not what we did this time. So how did you end up 
seeing it. Let's start with that. I just bought it because I knew I Got wanted it. a part of the collection. So cool. I'm just like, screw it. Let's yeah, me just, too. Let's just. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I rented it. I, yeah. I wasn't. I'm not as sure that I care about it. <laughs> I just that's that's my favorite. Uh, that and Halloween in Halloween. So I tend to just buy all of them. Gotcha. Yeah. So for this one, it's a two hour movie scream six. It's basically just the survivors of the last ghost face killings, uh, leave and go to New York. And so it's set in New York. I didn't really mind. I wasn't sure what I was going to think about the setting, but I didn't me mind too. the setting. You kind of ignore it after a while. There's so much going on, at least for me. Sure. Sure. Um, that, that part really didn't. So since it's your favorite, what did you think? No spoilers. We're going to do yeah, this. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. Um, so here are some notes I have. First of all, I, I think that the, I just want to make a couple notes that Sam, who's kind of like the new Sydney, you know, we know that's Billy Loomis's daughter. We know that from the previous one. So I'm not giving anything away. I think she's wonderful. And I think she's absolutely going to be able to carry this franchise if they continue with it and I'm a I'm a purist in the sense that I love Sydney Prescott but this is a very direction different direction that they could go in with her so I just wanted to first start by saying I really appreciate her character how it's written the depth of it and the actress I think she's phenomenal I think I think she's a great actress yep um so for me that part works here's where I overall I will say I enjoyed the movie I think um Scream is always really enjoyable for me so there are very few movies that I can sit down for two hours and just watch them but Scream does a really good job, I think, always of implementing enough horror and comedy and strategy. So it keeps my attention. It's constantly moving. I think that Six did the same thing. I did not. I was not mad at the who they chose for the killer slash killers. Not giving anything away. I was not mad about it. It added up for me. Where I had some issues was the use of some throwbacks. There's a, a few scenes where there's an homage to these earlier films, and I think it totally works. With Hayden and Dermot Mulroney's discussions, they do a couple scenes where the homage is really deliberate. It allows people who haven't seen the movies in a while to either refresh themselves or maybe they haven't seen all of them to like let them in, and that works. Where it does not work for me is where they take exact scenes or monologues from previous Scream films and they do it again with different characters. Mm -hmm. So for example, there's a scene where Gail gets slapped. It's been done. It was annoying to me, <laughs> that whole exchange. The yeah. other thing that really annoyed me is Mindy Meeks Martin, the character, not the actress, because Jasmine Savoy Brown, I think is awesome. I love her on Yellow Jackets, but I think that in Scream 5, I think it was that she was in, mm -hmm. she was a certain character. We know that she's Randy's niece, right? So we know that she shares his love for horror and all this stuff. And I feel like they made her her own character in that film. In this movie, I feel like she tried to stick to that, but there was a specific scene where she completely mimics and redoes, even with the same intonations, a monologue that changes her persona to become Randy and it is annoying 
And I feel like those, those decisions made me check out and go, this is not original and I'm annoyed. And now this is just cheap. And I got pissed off at those moments and and they were just selective because overall I thought it was a lot of fun, the movie. Um, but those moments, uh, uh, and then also Gail Weathers has a great fight scene. I'll just leave that. But th- those were Which some. Which is in the trailer, so that's not really yeah, a spoiler. So, well, and they all have fight scenes with <laughs> yeah, the yeah. ghost face. But they, th- th- those were the parts where I'm like, why are we redoing these scenes? And why all of a sudden is Mindy Meeks Martin now be- becoming her uncle in the scene? And I was just, I was like, oh, this is not working for me. So. Yeah. It didn't quite come together for me either oh, in okay. general. I thought the kills were great. He's brutal, isn't he? And and that is what you expect from a Scream movie. At least I do, and I think it's part of the franchise, is the brutal fist-to-fist, you know, the brutality of the mano-a-mano kills. That's what you just get used to, the fists and the knife and the, all of that. Like, that's the trope. You want that from a Scream movie. Does it deliver in that area? Absolutely. I thought it was a really strong opening scene. Very. I have that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there are some things that happen in this that are twisty early on, which I very much appreciated and sort of set me up for, okay, okay. You know, like, yeah. all right, you got this. We can do this. But throughout most of the middle and the story and, and all of that, like I personally didn't end up caring Okay. About them. And I'm glad that a lot of people did. I, I know that that transition has been successful for you, for a lot of people and in, in yeah. caring about, you know, these characters. And, and so then when the ending came, uh, for me, it was just kind of meh. Okay. But I think that's because it's competing for me with, you know, the last couple movies, which okay. uh, were so good to me yeah, and had everything that I want out of it because it had the characters that I mm. care about. And that is what I enjoyed about the Scream franchise. And for me, it just, I have, I'm not able to shift it yet. So if they keep doing these, I imagine <laughs> I'll be able to look back at this one kind of, and then the next two kind of thing, like if they keep doing this, seven, eight, nine, whatever, I might be able to look back at the trajectory of this new thing. It's mm-hmm. just like in Friday the 13th or any of the bigger franchise that have 10, 12 movies. If you look at all of them, then you can kind of go back and be more appreciative of different ones. But I liked, I, I don't remember what I said about it, of course, but I liked the um, Scream 5 or whatever they I call liked it. Five the a Scream. Lot. I, I just yeah. liked that a lot. I think I had to I liked four a lot. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah, I we we actually just rewatched four. I think that I went into it already telling myself, listen, you gotta let Sydney go. She's not gonna be in it. Yeah. Just try to be open to it. And I think this this storyline with Sam and her her background, I think if they it's never going to be Sydney's done, at least for now. And that's sad to me because I love her character and she is Scream. But I think with what they have left, if they can continue it, it could be something great. That's, That's exactly how I what feel. I'm saying yeah. is it's like in the future, I could look back at this and watch it again and enjoy it of where it lies in the trajectory of the franchise. I don't feel that way right now. I won't 
necessarily rewatch it anytime soon. And it's interesting because it's not even just about Sydney for me, I guess. It's it's a lot of the characters are gone. A lot of them are gone. You know, yeah. um and it might be one of those things that eventually, depending on what they do with it, like they did with Halloween, where, you know, you have Halloween one and two mm-hmm. and years later when H2O comes out and all that, you know, Jamie Lee comes back. Yeah. yeah. So it's very we'll possible they could do four movies like this and then Cindy, Sydney makes a resurgence. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But anyway, they did they did do a good job explaining why she wasn't there. It was very brief and to the point, but it made sense and Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 So. And and like you, a lot of things just kinda didn't make sense to me and I kinda got annoyed at. And the reveal and everything just I kind of get I guess things and I don't know. <laughs> it just didn't it was like, eh, you know. And maybe that's because I didn't see it in the theater with you, too. Like, right. I, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I went and saw the first one in the theater, like, day after Christmas, and it was a full theater. And Ghostface was was not promoted on any of the trailers. And just, I'll never forget everyone's reaction when Ghostface first pops out. It was like this collective, like, <gasps> I mean, it was just so cool. The theater just does something different. Well, and culture makes a difference. Like, yeah. who you watch it with, when you watch. Sure where you watch is you know me watching a rental in my house is not going to be <laughs> i'm going to be more, more critical that's just i'll the start way it tapping goes. on the windows next time <laughs> you should you were going to mention that you watched a certain movie i believe oh i can talk about some of those mm-hmm. i uh, the last sharknado perhaps oh the last sharknado can i just share with you so shannon talked about this on uh, one of our episodes in the last few weeks and so i had to go back and watch it because I have enjoyed watching some of these on our Discord with our peeps. If you go, I, I encourage you, if you have not listened to Shannon's rendering of her experience watching The Last Sharknado, it's quite entertaining. But once I watched it, I really share her enthusiasm. <laughs> and it really is mind-blowing. And I'll tell you, some of the things without giving away the film would be that the ensemble cast alone is pretty... <laughs> Flipping remarkable considering we have a late Leslie Jordan, Daryl Hammond and Deborah Wilson. We have a lot of these and then a lot of the cast have been in the, you know, the previous ones. Ian Zaring and Tara Tara Reid. I think we have what's his face from. Oh, my gosh. What's D. Snyder is in it. (laughs) Oh, it's just it's hysterical. (laughs) But the beginning sequence of Tara flying in on a pterodactyl. While Brian's yelling yabba dabba do that whole scene right there. Um, I lost it. That was the like opening scene. And I said, okay, that's great. And then, then you're like, I see they time travel. See. They time travel in this one. And Brian, I think when Brian's a woman, you know, in the whole like, bye, like the whole drag queen, she was fucking fantastic. Um, and then here, what I, they're in medieval times and so there's a moment where you realize there's this huge brawl, this huge fight that's happening. And you're imagining like, okay, well, they're fighting because these the sharks are coming. No, they're all fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. The sharks just happen to be flying around them. <laughs> it's a total and just, soap just, be, opera it, just being shot through the dinosaurs. castles and flying over them. All the while, they're like fighting with each other. So like the, the sharks end up being more of a nuisance than really the danger. Like they're dangerous to one another. I really, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's worth a watch. I told, I 
It is you. fantastic. I appreciate your validation. Oh I really, God. I actually do. I had, I, wa- I watched it and I texted her and I said, we, we really need to talk about more about this. <laughs> I really appreciated that. It kind of raises, it kind of raises the bar for trash, honestly. I oh mean, my the Sharknado God. franchise in its entirety, but like that one. Some solid actors in that. Yeah. I also actually watched something to shift gears. <laughs> okay. I also watched something that you had said you have seen, and we've actually done promotions for this movie Unseen from 2023. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I have some free rentals to give out for those of you who email me first and uh, you know subscribe to the newsletter, etc. But I I finally got to watch it and. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Like it's fun, right? Like you said, it was yeah. just fun. Uh, it's a solid movie. I kind of liked it. I wasn't expecting. I was unexpectedly good. In other words, like there's this trope in horror movies about uh, you know blind women or near blind women or whatever. Be, there's been a bunch of those lately. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't know what to expect. But this is actually like funny. Yes, it's funny. And also heartfelt. You actually, I ended up caring about the two girls at the center of it. And I really, I actually started caring about them. And I, I got nervous and anxious about some of the things that were happening because it is like kind of a nail biter in several situations. And it's one of those like typical horror movies where you're going, no, do the thing. God, do the, you know, you're like kind of wanting to tell the characters what to do. Like in horror movies, don't go into the basement, you know? And so I just wanted to tell you that I, I did end up watching it. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it too. I wanted a little bit more of our girl though. What's her name? I don't know. Uh, Which one? Oh yeah. I don't know what her name is, but at one point there, this character comes in and is sort of a, a villain that throws a wrench in things she's very very funny and uh she's been in a a lot of stuff you would know her if you saw her but she um yeah she the the whole like when it takes that spin and they come in to you know with the weapons and the whole thing that whole scene is hilarious like it really did it's a good combination of heartfelt funny and some good gore agreed yeah agreed is there something else, another movie you wanted to talk about? Yeah, so I want, I've been going back and watching some of the slashers that have been recommended as some of the top slashers ever made. And okay. one of the, not to say one of the only ones, but I have seen many. One of the only like really big ones that I had never seen was a movie called Curtains that's supposed to be in like the top five scariest films ever made. Uh, depending on what list you look at, gotcha. of, cor- of, of course. So it's a 1983 Canadian slasher film. Those are always terrifying. Mm-hmm. The Decade and the Canadian ones, like <laughs> yeah. Amityville, they're terrifying. I know. Um, and I think it's the same producer, Peter R. Simpson, who did Prom Night. And the plot is interesting. It's um, Samantha Sherwood, a beautiful actress and muse for director Jonathan Stryker, has herself committed to an asylum as a preparation for the, the role of a mentally unstable woman in a film called Audra. Once inside, she finds out that Stryker has left her there alone and lets a group of young girls audition for the role of Audra instead. Furious at being double-crossed, Samantha escapes the asylum to seek revenge. And from there, a lot of uh, bloodbath ensues. It's It's really eerie and of its time I'm glad I watched it but it really is of its time I I I think it's more disturbing than it is scary gotcha so when you compare it up against your favorites like Black Christmas or things like that it just doesn't I don't know if it scared me as much I mean there are definitely some really dark 
parts. What, something that the eighties would often do is they, they would create scenes in like these big homes or theaters where there was a lot of empty space mm -hmm. and nobody, maybe only two people would be in like this entire big space. And then, you know, all of a sudden this scene would occur and it, it's really good at like being very atmospheric in the sense that you can really feel what that person might be experiencing in this space with a potential killer. Like it's something that they don't really use a lot anymore. It could be in the middle of the day, but like the lights are off. It could be during the middle of winter, like they do in black Christmas, but it's something that doesn't, it doesn't translate as much in modern slasher or horror, but it would, it would, it's just like these really big open spaces or big air, like buildings that they'll use one little room and nobody else is around. Mm. And these two people are having this dynamic. And, and I feel like, especially at the end of this film that they really capture that feeling. So you are, I mean, you are on edge cause this woman is insane. Yeah. And then there's one, there's <laughs> yeah. one very notorious scene where someone's being chased with this horrific mask and it, it's one of the most iconic horror masks ever used in slasher culture so i was just like i want to watch it so you know it was it, so it's it, just kind of like a as, as a horror kinda, slasher fan it's, you kind it's of, just it's like a must see it's yeah. a classic yeah. yeah so okay yeah i also saw the pope's exorcist how was it, it i love this movie okay so i went to the theater to see it this is the one with russell crowe uh-huh follow gabriel Amorth, who it was a real guy, the Vatican's leading exorcist, as he investigates the possession of a child and uncovers a conspiracy the Vatican has tried to keep secret. And Russell Crowe plays this character, and my my basic feeling afterwards was like he's kind of a Columbo <laughs> Columbo character. He's He's kind of quirky and funny and likable in this, just as a person and as a character. I thought the horror was solid. I love an exorcist movie. I think it's one of my favorite ones in recent years that just hit a lot of the exorcist tropes that I really sure. want in an exorcist movie. And Russell Crowe was so good. And it's just such a, it's such a blessing <laughs> to have such an excellent actor in a horror movie. I know that's about so odd to see him in something like it, that. He, he, and he's so good in it. And they do. I just hope there's more like I really I really like now this, you know, I don't know if this is popular or unpopular opinion. I see some people liking it a lot and some people thinking it's garbage or whatever. But he's just a boss, man. Russell Crowe. <laughs> hysterical in this for one there's also solid solid horror like it's crazy fun i recommend it okay great yeah i guess uh now yeah. we're gonna have some answers yeah to a little thing we like to call <laughs> solid <laughs> face Okay. <laughs> Horror facts with Kath. Mm. Shannon, what ancient Roman goddess is said to be honored on Halloween? Samhain. Goddess of Samhain. I don't know. Pomona, which is the goddess of fruit and trees. Many believe that bobbing for apples stem stems from this. Okay. Number two. If Virginia Madsen hadn't accepted the role in Candyman to producers... The, excuse me, in Candyman, the producers would have given it to blank. 
Uh, Sandra Bullock. I yes. Think? Yeah, I knew. Um, I, I just knew because she was not well known at the time, and I think she had just come off of doing the movie with uh, Kiefer. Yeah. Which is a great movie. We actually, I just rewatched that, that been one. That would fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number three, what is the name of the virus that infects humanity in 28 days later? Rage? Yep. Uh, okay. Ding, 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 I'm like, ding. I think it's, I, I was wanting, I'm like, is it more complicated than what they called it? <laughs> no. Like, I, sometimes you come up with, you know, well, the scientific name is yeah. da 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 da. <laughs> just rage. Okay, cool. <laughs> Which I thought it was cool that it was that simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. No. <laughs> Easy to remember for me in this game. Right. That's why they did it. <laughs> Num- I think so. Number four, lions most often roar at night, a sound that can be heard from a distance of blank miles. Uh, 32.5. Five. Okay. Five miles. <laughs> I always overshoot it. <laughs> Five <laughs> miles is a lot. I it just, is. I was it's like 724. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to say. Number five, Haji Ali was an Egyptian enigma, becoming a circus freak and worldwide sensation for being known as the fearless frog boy, the great regurgitator, or Cuckoo the bird girl. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll just go with what I hope it is, yeah, which is the regurgitating. Yeah. Oh, is it that one? Yes. Okay, cool. He would regurgitate the bird girl. He would regurgitate anything. Did you just like look up other freaks and then throw them I, in as I the other answers? I go down rabbit holes of God yeah, knows what. You're like, I'll just put Cuckoo that Cuckoo the there. bird girl, though, is the <laughs> character that Leslie Jordan played in Freaks. Just oh, a male version okay. of that. So if I knew that well enough, I would have clued into that one. I literally just said what I wanted it to be, which, of course, I mean, regurgitating, of Great course. regurgitator. <laughs> I mean, swallow anything, you'll see him push it right back up. Good God. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> I got a couple of them. Thank you for that as well. <laughs> and uh, this has been an episode of Terror Talk. Don't forget to uh, follow some instructions that are at the top of the show and, and get some free rentals from us. And we're happy to give them to you. It's very exciting. Please do that. I look forward to hearing from you. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. <laughs>